Hi, I'm Beth. If you're anything like me, you didn't go into marriage thinking that you would get divorced. But that's where I found myself. Now I'm helping single divorced moms find support, solidarity, and strength from within when they get divorced. I'm so excited that you're here. This is So I Got Divorced. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, it's me, Beth, your host, and I'm back. Can you believe that it's 2022? That is so wild to me. I was just getting used to writing 21 on the end of my dates, and now I'm going to have to change it again. And I just, the years go so fast, and I can't believe that it's 2022. But I already feel like this year is going to be a really big one, so I'm actually kind of excited. So I am here with my kombucha. So one thing you should know about me is that I absolutely, like kombucha is one of my favorite things. It's definitely, definitely my beverage of choice. I used to make it, but that process was just time consuming and I don't really have the counter space for it anymore. Even though I would love to make it again, I just, right now my kitchen setup is is not where it needs to be. But I love a good kombucha that has like a really strong ginger flavor. I also like fruity kombucha, but I just love when like the ginger flavor is so strong that it's kind of like burning, (laughs) which sounds weird, but I just, I love it so much. Also, I have been, I continue to binge watch episodes of Seinfeld and when I was a kid my dad always used to watch Seinfeld and I didn't really get it I never I don't really think I ever watched whenever he was watching but watching it now as an adult and being around the same age that the characters were on the show I just find it so relatable and so funny I can see myself in each of the characters and I just really appreciate the simplicity of it and also that it's just simple humor. I just am really, really liking it. Okay, one of the reasons that I wanted to start this podcast is so that I can share all my little nuggets of wisdom and all the things that I've learned having gone through the divorce process, I can share it with you. And today I wanted to share the mistakes that you should avoid whenever you're choosing an attorney. Now I had three different attorneys over the course of getting a divorce, doing all my PFA stuff, and through my child, some of the child custody stuff. And I also met with at least two other attorneys before I worked with, with the attorneys that I worked with. And that was a process of me in the moment really trying to figure out what it was that I needed and who I needed to be able to advocate for me because that's really what your attorney does. They advocate on your behalf. Okay, so mistake number one to avoid when choosing an attorney is to choose an attorney because of how much they're charging. So you know that saying that's you get what you pay for? That is a cliche for a reason. And if there's any time that it could be more true, it is with choosing an attorney. So the number one thing that I did whenever I was choosing my attorneys is I would go on their website or I would call and I would ask about their hourly rate. And after I picked myself up off the floor from hearing their hourly rate, I would immediately go through and choose the most affordable one or the cheapest one, whoever was 
on the firm, the cheapest one. Now, that ended up biting me in the butt a couple of times because either the attorney was not experienced enough and could really see what was going on with my case and advocate for me. They didn't explain things in the process so that I could understand them and be prepared. And they just weren't experienced with family law. So if you choose an attorney based on price, you will get what you pay for. And that goes both ways, right? So if you get someone who's offering a really like a cheap amount for an attorney, you're probably going to get cheap work. And if you are choosing an attorney and they are on the higher end of things, you're probably going to get outstanding work. There's a reason that they charge what they charge. Okay, the next mistake to avoid is finding an attorney that you are not comfortable with. In the divorce process and anything having to do with child custody, you are, especially with a divorce, you are going to have to share intimate details of your relationship with your ex. And if there are any allegations of infidelity or basically anything that is disclosed in writing that you're going to have to confront, you're going to want to be very comfortable with the attorney you're working with. And you need to be able to share information. So they, your attorney should be building rapport with you. But you also need to have this level of trust with them that they're not going to be judgmental and they're going to be understanding. And regardless, they are still going to advocate and work to further your case regardless. Your attorney's job is to really advocate for your rights. You're their client. And so they they need to have all the information and you need to be able to trust them and be comfortable with them. All right, another mistake to avoid is to not ask around for references of attorneys. Now in my instance, I like I said before, I didn't really have any friends that were had been divorced. I had friends that worked for the state and so I knew that they had been in contact with attorneys and lobbyists and whatever, so I did get some referrals. None of those ever really worked out for me though. But if you know someone who has had similar issues with their divorce or you just want someone who is, it really depends on what you're looking for, but if you want someone who's an amazing child custody attorney, you're going to want to ask for referrals. And I personally loved my, the last attorney and my most current attorney that I'm working with because when I did finally when I did finally get referrals for an attorney, the person that referred me described my attorney as a pit bull. And that is absolutely what I needed. I needed someone who was going to get in the case and not let go and be super, I don't want to say pushy, but super aggressive with fighting for my rights. And that is exact, she is exactly that. I don't know that I would use the word pit bull because pit bulls kind of get a bad rap, but she was absolutely aggressive in all the right ways with my case. And she never backed down from anything. Basically, she was so confident. She knew exactly what she was doing. Every move she made was super calculated. And like, I remember at one point in the divorce process, I was getting emails from my attorney. I was getting emails in my 
I was getting emails from my realtor because they were handling my divorce, the house stuff, and they, both the realtor and my attorney were communicating together. And I remember just sitting back and like patting myself on the back and being like, thank God you got the best of the best in this situation. And I could literally sit back and take a sigh of relief knowing that they were going to advocate for my best interests and being so excited and so happy that I had made those decisions to work with the people that I did. Okay, so another mistake to make when picking an attorney is to choose an attorney who doesn't exclusively practice family law. So there are attorneys that just happen to get in family law for experience or whatever. That is not the person you want. You want the person who exclusively practices family law, knows the ins and outs of it, is not going to be leaving the firm to do something else, and someone who actually has a vested interest, who has a passion for working in family law. I made this mistake with one of my attorneys who I chose because of price. She had a lower rate, and it didn't occur to me then to look at her history of law and really think about what her trajectory would be with her career, but she doesn't even work in family law anymore. And she works for a state organization. So that didn't really plan out for her, pan out for her in family law. And it certainly didn't help my case when she was hopping into my case and did not have the background that I needed her to have. And she definitely was not aggressive enough with my case. And I think it actually set me back a lot. It sent me back a lot of money. It sent me back a lot of time. And it actually really hindered, like, if I had had my attorney I'm working with now, if I had had her from the beginning, a lot of the issues that I was experiencing with my other attorneys, I don't believe would have happened because my attorney now is so aggressive. She never would have, she never would have made the same mistakes and had that as a trajectory for my case. If you're going through a divorce, you have child custody stuff, you do not want to work with someone who doesn't exclusively practice family law. This is actually really important. You want someone who's going to know the ins and outs of child custody and really be able to advocate for you and your best in your best interests for your family. All right, another mistake to avoid when choosing an attorney is to pick an attorney who doesn't have a plan for your case. Now, this can be this isn't like an upfront thing that you can sort of weed out. But it should be something early on that you should be able to tell. So with my first two attorneys, they didn't necessarily have a plan for my case. So I could tell that they were very focused on one thing at a time. So they were focused on the issue that we were dealing with at that time. And they weren't really planning for the future. And the only reason I know the difference is because the attorney that I have now In very early meetings, she reviewed my case, she had a plan, she had a contingency plan, so if this doesn't happen, then we'll do this, or if this happens, then we'll do this. And she really could see a future for my plan, and I think that goes back to her being great at family law, knowing the ins and outs of it, and really having that experience of working with families and knowing her course of action. And so since she had this plan for my case, 
I never felt like I didn't know what was going to happen next. So that was really huge for me. So with my other attorneys, I did not have that peace of mind. And I would constantly wonder what was happening and I would really hesitate to reach out to them and ask questions because I knew that every time I was asking a question, that was billable hours. So they were billing me for my questions. And so if you're meeting with your attorney and you're just not getting the answers that you need and they don't have a plan, that is a sign that maybe that attorney is not for you. Maybe they don't have the foresight to see where they can have influence and where they see your case going and the plan that they have for you. The other thing that I just wanted to let you know is that you don't have to keep working with an attorney if you don't want to. You are not stuck with this person. So I met with several attorneys who all had, they would do like a consultation and I would pay them money for the consultation and I would get the sense of, you know, how comfortable they were with the case, what the what their experience was with my sort of case and sort of see if I felt comfortable with them. And I think there were a lot of things in play whenever I started working with my attorney. One, she had a great reference. She had a plan for my case. I was super comfortable with her. She exclusively practices family law and she is not cheap, let me tell you. And this goes back to my whole thing about getting what you pay for because I truly believe that I got what I paid for with my other attorneys who did not do as good of a job and who I didn't feel comfortable with and I never recommend them. I don't give them a a good word of mouth reference. My attorney that I work with now, I would trust her with basically anything. She's just amazing at her job and she definitely advocates for my best interests. It can be really tough though. You really have to spill all the beans. You have to spill the beans. You have to have a timeline. You have to look through all your assets and it really brings up a lot of emotions. And I think that's why these mistakes to avoid are so important because In the middle of a divorce and child custody battles, you do not want to add more emotional baggage to your plate. You really want to surround yourself with an all-star team of professionals that are going to make your life better and not worse. And honestly, I am still paying off debt that I have from my attorney, but it was completely worth it to me because she was able to change my life in such a great way and she's just amazing at her job and at the end of the day that's what I want I don't want to be wondering you know like what if my attorney had done this would my life be different I don't want that I want someone who's gonna be aggressively looking out for my best interests it's yeah it can be really tough but totally doable okay so here are the mistakes to avoid So don't choose an attorney because of price. Don't choose an attorney that you're not comfortable with. Don't choose an attorney who doesn't have great word of mouth references. Don't choose an attorney who doesn't exclusively practice family law. And don't choose an attorney that doesn't have a plan for your case. Follow these things and you are setting yourself up. You're setting yourself up for the best experience that you can have with an attorney. And... I wish you the best of luck as you go through this process of finding an attorney and also going through your divorce. 
child custody stuff. It's not all fun and games. I just want to remind you that you are worthy, you are enough, and you are loved. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to So I Got Divorced so that you don't miss an episode. And follow me on Instagram at So I Got Divorced. See you next time.